0: Welcome to this week's episode of the North Bible Church Podcast. Now, let's join our pastor as we open God's Word together.
1: So last, week we, um, last week we talked for a few minutes about New Year's resolutions, and uh, one of the conclusions that we drew was that most of you don't like them, and, uh, and, and mostly we give up on them because we don't keep them. Uh, and, uh, uh, but I I read another article this week that that was really fun uh, to read, and it was, it was again about New Year's resolutions, because everybody wants to write about that, and and talk about it, even if we don't do it, it seems like everybody wants to write about it, and talk about it, so I I was reading this article, and they did another survey uh, with people who, uh, about New Year's resolutions, and asked them what their top resolutions were, and as you can imagine, you know, always right at the top, there's diet and exercise, right? I mean, people want to lose weight, people want to get in shape, uh, that's always, you know, up there, and, and so this, this particular survey, it was, it was 30% or something, but the number one resolution in this uh, survey uh, that this company did with 36%, the top vote-getter was, I'm not going to make any New Year's resolutions, that was their number one New Year's resolution was no, no New Year's resolutions. That was the top vote getter, and, and I thought about the conversation. I thought about what we talked about last week, uh, and, and I was thinking about it that, that even, though, even though we don't want to make New Year's resolutions, typically we call it something else, right? Uh, we have our goals for the year. We have something for the year, and so we, I want to talk about it again this morning, and we're going to get some help a, a, a little bit later, but what if we came up with something? What if we decided on something that wasn't something that we did, but it was about who we want to become? Uh, w- what if we decided on, a, on a, something in our lives, a focus in our lives, uh, that wasn't about what I'm gonna do, it wasn't about me, but about uh, in a sense of me performing, me doing something, but it was about who I wanna become. What kind of person do I wanna be? What if rather than going into behavior modification or behavior formation this year, we went into, uh, we went into a transformation, that we went into something bigger uh, than, than that. We went into a character transformation instead of a behavior transformation modification? Uh, What if we did something deeper and bigger, and then what if we could narrow that down? What if we could put that into one word? What's the one word that I want to focus on this year that will have a transforming impact in my life. What is it that I can, how can I boil this down to one idea, one word that I can that I can focus on this year that can change everything about my life? What would that be? And we want to help you this morning think about what that word might be, what that might look like. Now, I was looking at Romans 12, 2. It's a really familiar uh, verse in, in the New Testament in Paul's writings. And it says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and, and acceptable and perfect. So let's just stay on this verse for just a minute, because there's a lot of really important words in this, uh, in this verse. But the very first word it says is do not be conformed, uh, do not be conformed to this world. Now, the idea of being conformed to something is that outside forces shape you. So that is that is saying that. That peer pressure, that world influences, that culture begins to shape who we are. And we either do that to get along or we do it because we want to look good. Uh, we, we do it because it wants, we want it to get us someplace that we think is important. And so we allow the outside culture, uh, the outside world, the outside influences to shape who we are, and that's where we may feel like that we need to look more attractive. Um, we need to drive a better car. Uh, we we need to have a more important title. Uh, we need to have something that, to the world, to the people around us, looks important, looks valuable, and that shapes who we want to become. That shapes who we want to be uh, in our lives. But uh, but what Paul says to us is, don't be conformed to the world, but he says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, and transformation is almost the opposite of of being conformed. Being conformed is being shaped by outside influences, and being transformed is being shaped by an inside power influence. It's being shaped from the inside out. And so what Paul wants us to understand is that what we want to be about is what changes us, what transforms us, what what shapes us from the inside out? How, how do we become transformation people rather than people who conform to the influences around us? And that's what we really want to be about, right? We really want the changes in our lives. We, we really want to be the person that we're becoming to be shaped by God's Spirit, that lives in us, that is formed in us, that is strengthening us, that convicts us, that shapes us into the person that God wants us to be. That's, that's what we all really want. And the question is, then, how, how do we get there And then the other thing that this verse tells us that's really important is that testing will come. And testing always tells us what our values are. Uh, Testing always tells us what our convictions are. And even more important, testing always shows us what kind of character we have. That that who we are, that, that who we're becoming. So when we're tested, the real person, the real me comes out. And, uh, and so um, I can be driving along on the freeway, and suddenly, without any, you know, any warning, I can be tested, and the real Larry is going to come out by how I respond to that person that's just annoyed me to no end by cutting in front of me or by not letting me in to the traffic or whatever it is that I want at the moment. And all of a sudden, it's a character test. It's something I thought about ahead of time, but it's who I am. And when we are tested who we are, our character comes out. And so Paul says, look, you don't get away. You don't escape testing because testing is a way that we see ourselves from the inside out. And so this morning, we want to talk about this idea of not being conformed by the world, not being shaped by those outside influences, but what does it mean um, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to be transformed, to be shaped by the, by the power of God, by the, by the spiritual forces that, that we have. So we've got a special look this morning at what it means to be transformed. And, uh, and you know, most of our New Year's resolutions fail. Uh, because they're, they're created on behavior. Uh, that they're, they're built on how I act, you know. It's how many times I go to the gym, what kind of foods that I buy at, the, at Whole Foods, you know, uh, or the, whatever, Trader Joe's, or whatever grocery store has the most organic, you know, uh, grain-fed, you know, whatever uh, stuff that there is out there. I know I'm kind of smiling because I have no idea what this means. But <laughs> because I ate breakfast this morning out of a bag that I microwaved, okay? I'm just saying, all right? But but let me me tell you uh, something that's really important for us. This is a seldom recognized truth. That change is possible, but focus is required. Change is possible in our life. Character development, transformation is possible in our lives, but it requires focus. Uh, it requires a commitment and it requires all of our attention. So how do we, how do we see that happening? How, how, how do we do that? Um, you, you don't need a gym membership or, or more willpower, a uh, new organi- organizing system or a financial planner to make the changes you desire this year as much as you need, care, you need clarity and you need uh, sustained focus uh, over a period of time that you need clarity about what it is that God is doing in your heart, what it is that God is calling you to become. You need clarity about what that is, and then you need a sustained focus in your life on that thing uh, to see that change happen in your lives, to see that transformation begin to develop. And and so that's uh, why our goal is to help you this morning uh, to begin the process, at least, of choosing one word to be your focus over the next 12 months, and to help keep your attention fixed uh, on, on that one word. So a year or so ago, something like that, Sherry Campbell brought us a book to our staff meeting that was called My One Word. And this whole book was about this idea, this concept of, of picking a word, having a word for the year that we wanna give our attention to, that we wanna really focus on, uh, that could shape us, that could change us, uh, give us a discipline. Let me give you an example. Uh, g- give you an example. Uh, let, let's just say that you took this card today, which hopefully you've all been given, and if you weren't given one, you, you can pick one up, and uh, on this card, you wrote the word trustworthy. That was the f- word that you wanted to focus on this year. What does it mean to be trustworthy? I want to be more trustworthy. Now, here, here's the high tip. You can't make anybody trust you. That just doesn't work. Husbands, you got to trust me on this one, okay? You can't make your wives trust you. You can't make anybody trust you. But what you can do is be a trustworthy person. And trust grows uh, when we are trustworthy people. So the question is never, how do I make somebody trust me more? The question should always be, how am I becoming a trustworthy person? How am I living that out? I had one for my sons when they were growing up. That I used, I, I don't remember, Aaron, if I used it for all three times, but, um, but I, I would ask them uh, do you want to be the kind of guy that knows how to make girls like you, or do you want to be the kind of guy that girls like? Did you catch that difference? You wanna be the kind of guy that knows how to make girls like you, or do you wanna be the kind of guy that girls like? Well, it's the same kind of idea. Um, some, so many times we try to convince people to trust us. Uh, we, we try to talk about trust. We try to you know, focus on all that, but rather than really focusing on what does it mean to be a trustworthy person? What's that look like? So let's just say that you wrote that on your card and you stuck it on the mirror in your bathroom, a place that you're gonna have to see it every single day, or you put it on the dashboard of your car and hopefully you don't focus on it too much uh, when you're driving, but someplace that you're going to have to see it uh, all the time, you know, you, next to your computer, uh, put it over the front of your phone. I thought about that as a visual, um, you know, someplace that you're just constantly scrolling and looking or something, but you, but you put this card that says trustworthy, and, and constantly now over the next 12 months, you're focused on what does it mean to be a trustworthy person? Am I being a trustworthy person or am I just trying to convince people to trust me? Am I doing the things in my life? Am I being consistent? Am I being honest? Am I being transparent? Uh, Am I doing the things in, in my life that would make me a trustworthy person? Am I given some time to focus on how trustworthy God has been uh, in my life and and how Christ is the the model uh, for that for me and we give our attention and we give our focus to what it means to be trustworthy and what happens is that this God who loves us so much takes this focus by his spirit and begins to grow on the inside of us a trustworthy person a person that people just naturally want to trust, a person who's earned that trust. And so that would be an example of of having a word uh, this year, and I don't want 100 people to use trustworthy. Pick your own word, right? Whatever you think, but but choose a word. We're gonna talk about choosing a word this morning that will help us to become that person God's calling us to be, whatever that is. Now, there's three steps uh, in this process that I want us to look at real quick, and here's the first one. Determine the kind of person that you want to become. Determine the kind of person uh, that you want to become. And, and so the first step is to simply take some time and decide what kind of person that you want to be at the end of this year. And this goes beyond simply saying, I want to be healthier, I want to be wealthier, uh, but you got to drive deep into your soul. What's the condition of my heart? Uh, what about the person that God himself has created me to be? Uh, and it's not about behavior development, about character development. What is it that God wants me to do? Think about that. What, what is it in your life that you believe God wants to do in your life? You know, does he want to make you a more gracious person? Uh, does he want you to be a more humble person does he want you to be a more loving person does he want you to be a more trustworthy person but begin to think about what are what's the characteristic what what are the character qualities that God wants to develop in my life this year and then the step two after you've given that some thought and kind of feel have a general sense of of the kind of person that you want to be at the end of the year um, the step two would be to identify the characteristics of that person get a picture of that person and then simply identify their major characteristics, is that person gentle, is that person generous, uh, what are the qualities of the person that you want to become. So, uh, let's just say, again, let's use the word trustworthy. Um, So if we want to be a trustworthy person, then what are the other characteristics around that being consistent? Uh, is, is a characteristic that goes with being a trustworthy person being honest uh, so many times rather than get into conflict or rather than get into trouble we'll, we'll we'll choose to not tell the truth or we'll choose to hide the truth or we'll choose some other pathway and and what happens is that it always comes out and then it erodes our trust and ero- and trust is critical in relationships and so if I want to be a person uh, that's trustworthy that also means I'm going to have to be a person that knows how to build relationships I'm going to uh, be a person that puts the needs of others first, and I do it a consistent basis. I'm gonna be a person that speaks kindness on a regular basis, that doesn't speak badly about other people, but I wanna be somebody that you can trust when I'm with you and when I'm not with you. And so you start looking at what are the characteristics, what are the qualities of that person, and then step three is simply pick a word. You you know, Once you have a list of characteristics, you pick a word. There might be 15 things that you wanna change but you got to resist the temptation of having 15 words, but somehow you, you want to narrow that down to the one word that sort of captures that for you. What is it that I want to become? I want to become a more gentle person. I'm, I'm, I'm a rough person. I'm, I'm not a sensitive person. Um, I want a gentleness in my life that, that only can come from God because it's just not me naturally, and, and how does that how does God shape that in me? What does that look like? You know, maybe it just includes going to the Lord and saying, Lord, forgive me for uh, for not thinking of others first. Forgive me for always thinking about how I feel at the moment and and for not being in control of, of how I respond to people and, and give me your grace to treat people with gentleness. What does that look like? But we, th- we take all of the words, we take all of those things and we pick one word, for example, you might look at, John, at Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, which is a list of the fruits through fruit the Spirit, and and think about love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and goodness, and self-control, and, and pick a word out of that, but knowing that, you know, by picking one of those words, that that fruit all grows together, that God is going to do something bigger in your life than you can even imagine, but if that word is gentleness, or it's self-control, you know, and, and please, some of you take self-control, that's a great idea, but whatever that word is, know that the rest of those are going to grow with it, and are going to grow around it, Uh, because it doesn't say the fruits of the Spirit, it says the fruit of the Spirit, the byproduct of God's Spirit being in you. So pick a word, Uh, pick one word. Don't be surprised if living out your word feels unnatural and awkward at first, but remember the reason that you want to change is due to the fact that God has put that in your heart and it's a godly characteristic that you you don't see in your life right now that you want to grow. And then give it time and stay with it um, a couple of weeks ago we talked about one of my favorite verses it's the very first part of 2 Corinthians 10 5 that you take every thought captive and give it to the Lord and, and when you feel like you failed when you feel like you haven't given your focus you take that thought captive and you say Lord I want to stay focused on this word I want to stay focused on, on this characteristic that you're developing in my life I, I want to give myself uh, to that and, uh, and allow God to work in you and through you to accomplish his goal so the goal is to help you with something uh, uh, to change, like a characteristic that God wants to develop in your life. Uh, Psalm 119.5 says, Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Um, That what is it that will help us to keep God's word, to keep God's law, to to give ourselves focus, and maybe that's what God's calling us uh, to this morning, but I think that one of the things that would come out of that is that he'll say, I want your focus to be on me, and steadfast uh, is this this endurance, this dogged determination that we hang on to what it is that God wants to do in our lives. We hang on to that word, and we refuse uh, to let go. God, whatever you're going to do in my life, um, please do it. Because this is like, this requires focus in our lives, but the goal is so much bigger. The goal is so much better because God is going to transform us from the inside out. This isn't where you get to the end of the year and you say, gee, I wish I'd have lost 10 more pounds or I wish I'd have done this. But it's, Lord, what did you do on the inside of me as a result of my focus uh, this morning? How did you change my life? Uh, and then we have Psalm 90, verse 12, says this, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. We number our days to pay attention to our character, that, that we look at our lives and we have a little bit of intensity about our lives because we know that our days are numbered. We know that, that uh, um, come on, guys, staff's gonna come up. Um, we know that our days are numbered, uh, that it's not about surviving something or until something happens, but it's being intentional about who we're becoming. Psalm 90.12 is a prayer request. Uh, We're asking God to teach us to be intentional about our lives. Did you catch that? We're asking God, I know it's distracting, they're coming up. We're asking God to be intentional, That we're about being intentional about our lives, that we want to focus on something that God wants to do. So here's what the, the team is coming up, part of the team, and part of the team will be up at the next service, but I've asked them to come and to share their one word with you this year. So this is kind of personal, this is sort of intimate, this is being transparent, so pay attention, but they're going to share their one word with you and, and why uh, they chose that, so we're going to start with Kayla. Testing.
2: Okay. Hi, I'm Kayla Knight. I'm the preschool director here, um, and my word, um, as I was praying over this and thinking about it, I had, like, three different words, but I came up with uncomfortable, and I wrote it uncomfortably and then realized it was comfort-able. <laughs> Roll with it. Um, living comfortably inevitably leads to depression for me. Um, I'm so inward focused when I live comfortably. Normally I'm an extra extrovert, but when I'm comfortable and I have a few good friends, I become introverted, which being an introvert is not a bad thing, but when you normally recharge um, by being with other people, it is. Um, Comfort for me looks like this. I eat what I want. Um, I do not work out. I do not try new things or push myself. Um, I pray occasionally, mostly when I feel like it or when someone asks me to. Um, I make no new friends or um, I'll meet somebody but I'll limit how deep I go with them uh, because that would just be too hard. Uh, I choose watching Netflix over everything else. Um, I stay in my comfortable bubble and I get stuck. And 2018 was a really comfortable year. Um, So I wanna be uncomfortable in 2019 And being on stage, sharing this with all of you is a pretty good start. Um, (laughs) I want to lean into the growth that will come from being uncomfortable um, as I seek God's word and as I um, ask him to bring it.
3: Uh, My name is Adam Knight, and I'm the middle school pastor here at North. And so my one word is pizza.
1: True middle school pastor.
3: Yeah. No, uh, it's, actually, um, it's actually forgiveness. And uh, this is a word that uh, I think God you know, put on my mind right away. And I tried to think of numerous other words to get away from, from this word because this word terrifies me. Um, uh, gosh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a personal word, and uh, I think my operating theory with, with forgiveness for much of my life was if I could work up enough you know, gumption to, to forgive you know, an offense you know, one time, then everything would be peachy, but what I'm kind of learning is that forgiveness is a, a choice that you have to make over and over and over again, and uh, in 2018, I kind of you know, was learning that the hard way. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, spent most of the year holding grudges and living in anger and hatred, and the Lord would show me that that's not what He has for my life. And so um, I'm leaning into this word forgiveness, and, uh, and God is calling me into um, this. And so I know it's, it's an interesting word, but, it you know, If you're out there thinking, oh, I've really had some words I wanted to share with Adam, like, get them in this year because this this is the word. So, yeah, thank you.
4: My name is Sherry Campbell, and I serve in the area of hospitality, and my one word is quiet because I just love quiet. I'm just kidding. I would never choose that word. Uh, my one word is deeper. Uh, I want to go deeper in my prayer life. I want to go deeper in my walk with the Lord, deeper in my relationships. And I chose that for two reasons. Um, I feel like many times when I read books or listen to podcasts um, or hear somebody else share, that their, de- their prayer life and their walk with the Lord seems more impactful more real, uh, more powerful, and and I'm jealous of that. I want that. And then secondly, um, life is racing by. And I've lost uh, my mom and my brother suddenly last year. And I'm not just going to drift towards spiritual maturity. It's going to take discipline and being intentional, which that means um, not being selfish (laughs) with my time, because I can be selfish. And that just takes um, being more proactive with that. So that's, and probably some deeper parties too. I would like deeper parties.
1: Ma'am, when you you said quiet, I started to tear up for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Then you went to deeper.
2: Hi, I'm Krista Coe, and I'm the Director of Children's Ministry. And my word for this year is pause. And I tend to um, speed by. If you ever see me on a Sunday, I walk fast. I sometimes accidentally roll people over because I'm trying to get from one place to the next. And I'm trying to do it really quickly. And in it, um, life just goes by quickly and I miss things. And I need to just stop and I need to pause. I need to be still and know who God is. I need to take the opportunity to go, and have those moments of pausing so that i can focus deeper on my relationship with the lord focus deeper on my relationship with my husband to focus on my kids to focus on the things that are before me but most of all my relationship
5: with the lord all right hey guys my name is john williamson i'm the high school pastor here Um, and my word for this year is challenge Um, and so i don't know about you guys i'm pretty good at coming up with goals and challenges for myself. Uh, Pretty good at thinking up some things. I'm like, yeah, that would be great for me to do. I definitely want to accomplish that. And then I don't do it. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can relate with that. And that's what uh, it is like a lot of the time for me with goals, with uh, whatever it is, with my family, with relationships, with finances, with um, a youth group, with students, with friends, uh, whatever it is, um, I just want to challenge myself more In those areas um, to have closer relationships to get out of my comfort zone to um, just really not only think of goals and things to accomplish but really challenge myself every day to take steps to um, do those and to actually see those goals become a reality and so not only do I want to do that for myself but I also want to do that for others too. I want to be someone who challenges other people to accomplish their dreams and to um, step into what God is calling them to do for their life as well.
1: Thanks, you guys. So let's just say for a second that you pick a word, that you have your word. There are three practices that I'd want to encourage you uh, along with this and the first one is to arrange uh, your life. And so you, you fill out the card, and you put it in a prominent place, and then my encouragement is that you tell somebody or some people, your small group, your spouse, uh, some close friends, you tell them, this is, this is what I think God wants to work on in my character, uh, this year, that you're not going to say this is my New Year's resolution, you're not going to say uh, here's my goal for the year, but this is the area that I think God wants to transform me, that God wants to change me uh, this year, and I want to give some focus to it. Uh, some years ago, when all of our sons were still at home, uh, I felt like my life was a little bit out of control, that that I'm, I'm uh, one of those, you know, people-pleasing kind of personalities that that was always available and I was too available to people and I was uh, too easy and I would, I would meet somebody for coffee or for lunch or something and I always felt like I needed to, to let them decide when it was over and when it was time to go and I would stay as long as they needed to stay. Well, that gets totally out of control and what I found is often I was constantly late to the next thing because I was letting people determine, you know, times and all those things. So I started taking my calendar and, and printing it out in 90-day increments and showing it to Jenna uh, my wife and saying, okay, I want you to help me with this. Um, here's some commitments that I want to make for my family, uh, that I want to arrange my life around some priorities. I want to arrange my life around some character qualities that I want in my life. And, and one of those is to put my family first. So you have veto over anything in my calendar. And my other commitment is that let's look at this, and I'll not be out of the house more than two nights in a row without being home a night. And so we had all of these commitments that we made to each other. I would block out the uh, commitments to my family. First, I coached soccer for 12 seasons because uh, it was a commitment to be home on Tuesdays and Thursdays at, at 4 o'clock and, and then to be available on Saturday mornings. And so I wanted to arrange my life in a way that lived out the, the commitment that I had made to, to Jenna and the character quality of, uh, of putting my family and making them my first ministry and my first priority uh, in there and so uh, it takes some effort like that to arrange your life around what it is that you believe God's calling you to do. So if it's being a, a trustworthy person, how do you arrange in, in your life? How do you, How do you stay faithful to the commitment that you've made to become a more trustworthy person? Who do you share that with who holds you accountable? Who helps you with that? Uh, the second thing is that, that we number our days, that we know that our days are finite. That gives some in- intensity to how we look at our lives that I don't have forever to figure this out, that I need to start today. I need to do it right now. I need to be focused. What is the character quality that God's called me to? What's the transformation that he's calling me to? And I need to start that today. That's just not something you can procrastinate. It's not something you can put off. Um, but because none of us know how many days we have, that's God's determination uh, in our lives, and, and in, in my my line of work, you get confronted with that all the time. And then in my own family and my life, you get confronted with it all the time. And it it reminds me that we need to be intentional uh, about our time and our days. And then the third. Thing is how do we remember? And so to have ways that I'm constantly reminded about what it is that God is calling me to do, what is, what is he changing uh, in my life? And so by having it front and center someplace, my word where I see it all the time, having some other people that are asking me about it uh, in my life, uh, some of those things are important because I tend to forget and life starts going fast and I get out of focus and I need things in my life, I need reminders uh, that bring it back to me. And so a couple of things about my one word. My one word forces clarity. On me when I've chosen that word and I've really said, Lord, this is what I I believe you wanna do in my life this year, and it gives me clarity. I'm not just trying to kind of be all over the map and and be in general a better person, you know, a a better version of me, but I believe that God is changing something in my character, and it gives me a focus. It gives me a clarity about what that is, and and then that one word does focus our effort, that it says, look, Lord, this is what you've called. This is what you wanna change in my life. This is what I'm gonna focus on this year. And there's a tendency to, to feel like if I'm focusing on one thing, I'm going to miss out on a bunch of things. But that's not how the Spirit of God works. Uh, that when He does it, it's like the fruit of the Spirit. When God is transforming me, when God is changing me, it's He's changing my whole life. He's transforming me, but He's giving me a focus uh, that He wants to grow. And the rest of my life benefits from that. The rest of my life is an overflow of that character quality that God is growing in my life. So it gives us a focus. So here's a couple other things that well, you wanna write down your one word. Write down your word. And resist making promises. Uh, resist saying, okay, this is gonna mean all of these things and this is all the things I'm gonna do. But it's, it's about, Lord, what is it that you're gonna do in my life? What, what is it that you're transforming in my life? And help me to be honest and, and open about what you're doing and what's your vision for my life? What are you trying to challenge me with? Now, here's, uh, I've, I've picked a word for this year too. And, uh, and my word is uh, gratitude. And, uh, and, and gratitude is the word that I've chosen, and that might seem like sort of an interesting word, but, but here, here's the thing. We have two, well, we have multiple options in our lives, but, but we have gratitude and ingratitude, right? Uh, and, and I think that, that the world is so uh, so weakened when we are ungrateful people. Uh, life is so much cheaper when we're ungrateful people. When we forget to take time to be reminded of all that God has done in our lives and all we've been blessed with. Uh, I, I used to have pe- people ask me all the time, how's your week or you know, how's your day or, or something like that? And my standard response, uh, when, when, again, when, when every, we, uh, we were, everybody lived at home was, uh, you know what? If I can go home at the end of the day and close the door to my house, and my boys still love me, and my wife is reasonably pleased with me, um, my life is really good. What, what else can go wrong? What, how bad can it be out there if, if I can go home, and, and I've got a family that loves the Lord and loves each other, um, I, have, I have everything to be grateful for. And all the other peripheral stuff out there just isn't as important as what it means to live that life, to, to to have, to be able to go home and close the door and and have a family that loves being together and enjoys each other and and is, is, you know, loves Christ and growing and all of those things. And so so even when things were really hard in my my ministry or work, whatever, um, I always was grateful for what the Lord had blessed me with and, in, in my family. And God started teaching me that uh, early on because otherwise it's about how I performed that day. It's about uh, how people treated me or, or what we accomplished. But but being grateful is a, is a state of mind that says, look what the Lord has done. Look at how blessed my life is. Uh, l- l- look at how God, if nothing else, I, tell, I used to tell people, nobody crucified me today. I won, right? I got out ahead today. Um, nobody, nobody arrested me. I wasn't mocked and beaten. I didn't go through anything that Jesus went through. So I must have had a pretty good day. I have a lot to be thankful for, or, uh, you know, and and I I would just look at my life and know that I have eternity with Christ because of what he's done for me, and how could I not be a grateful person? You you know, we ought to be the most grateful people, the most joyful people on the planet, because we have Jesus. If you have nothing else but Christ, you have the world, right? And, And yet we lose focus on that, and it becomes about what What's happened today, or, or what's going on, or, or, or who's gonna take your place when you're done? All of those things can rob us of our gratitude. And, and the Lord has said, look at all that you have. Look at all that I've done. And he wants to cultivate a grateful heart in all of us. And here's the other thing that happens when we don't have a grateful heart, is we have a selfish heart and it's about everybody else. It's about how somebody treated me. It's about what somebody said about me. It's about an injustice that I feel, whether people know it or not, whether other people get it or not. I, I sense an injustice and therefore I'm angry or I'm frustrated or whatever it is and, and we lose our gratitude and something needs to pull us back. Something needs to pull me back to say, you know what, Lord, look at all that you've done. I wanna be a grateful person. I want you to transform me from the inside out and make me a grateful person grateful first for my life in you, uh, for the life that I have through you, for the people that you've put into my life. Lord, make me a a grateful person. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a famous uh, German pastor during World War II, said this, it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. It is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. In the scripture, gratitude and thanksgiving are synonymous. Psalm uh, Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5 challenges enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Isn't that enough to be grateful for? Isn't that enough to give you a, a grateful heart? First Thessalonians 5.18 says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. Wow. <laughs> give thanks in all circumstances. It, it's not saying that, that, that we, we live in a fairy tale, that, that no matter what happens in our lives, it's all okay and, and, you know, and all of that. It's saying that no matter how hard it is, though, we can be reminded, we can remember of what we've been given. We can, be, we can be reminded of how good and faithful and loving and steadfast God is in our lives and that at the end of everything else, no matter what happens at the end of everything else, that we win. Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes this from prison during World War II. He was hung and killed three weeks before the end of the war. I mean, you want to talk about bad timing? And yet right up until the end of his life, he was grateful because he knew that no matter what the Nazis did, he would spend eternity with Jesus, that he had the assurance of heaven in his life, and for that, he had a grateful heart. It wasn't built around circumstances. It wasn't built around the injustice of all of it. It was built around who Christ was in his life, and we can cultivate that kind of gratitude in our lives. I've got one last thing. I've got a couple of pictures of one of my favorite characters. we uh, him up here. That's George Bailey. You guys remember George Bailey? Uh, in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, George Bailey thought, decided, you know, I think the world would have been better off without me, uh, that he was so frustrated, he was so hurt and angry and felt the injustice uh, of everything, that he just decided the world would be better without me. And then remember, Clarence the angel came and, and showed him what the world would have been like without him. And, and out of that, there's a last picture that his gratitude grew. His gratitude changed in his life, and he was reminded of all the blessings in his life. And for all of us, you know, there's never a moment that this world is better off without you. It's just a matter of that God is bigger than your circumstances. And we have the opportunity and the privilege to live a grateful life. So pick your one word, uh, take this card, take, take your time. Uh, you may have 15 words at one point and narrow it down to that one word and then stick it someplace prominent and share it with some people that you trust, that you're close to, um, and, uh, or with your small group or somebody and, and allow God to transform you this year. Allow God to give you a focus like you've never had before. Let's pray. Lord, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for, uh, for the privilege that we have to be transformed by your spirit that, Lord, you want to do something in our lives this year that's bigger than we can imagine, that it's greater than than we've ever experienced. And so, Lord, we want to receive that. So give us some clarity of focus, Lord. Give us that word that you have for us that, that you can use to transform us, Lord. And we will be so careful to give you the praise. It's all for your kingdom, and it's for your glory. So, Lord, we submit ourselves to you for that purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so that song's so awesome. It's so powerful to me. I could just start over again. Wait, okay, no, I'm, I kind of, no, though. Seriously, you're all right. But I, I do want to ask you this question. Where is your confidence this morning? Uh, it, have you sort of, maybe you don't, have, you don't feel like you have any confidence, but let me tell you a secret. You have confidence in something. And if it's not in what God's doing in your life, then your confidence is based in somebody else or it's based in yourself, but it's misplaced. And God wants to do something in your life this year. And and we just want to help provide a tool for that. We want to help provide a vehicle. And and so that's kind of latching onto this one word that God wants to use to transform you uh, and to transform me. And and, and so whatever that word is, I want to encourage you and and challenge you to work hard to figure out what that is and, and write it on that card and share it with somebody and allow God to do something Really spectacular in your life this year, something bigger than you even dreamed. We have prayer partners, and so if you'd like prayer this morning, please uh, uh, stop by there. And then also the prayer table, uh, you can stop by the prayer table and write down your prayer requests and we'll pray for you. And I had a couple of people last week say, I asked them about something and they said, oh, I'm so sorry, but yeah, we I got a new job or or my aunt's feeling much better. And I said, write that down because we just keep praying until we hear something. So uh, let us know how things are going and, and how we can be praying for you. So stop at that table and take advantage of that opportunity. And and my prayer is simply this, that God would give us a focus, a clarity on, on what is that one word that he wants to use to to shape us, to transform us, to mold our character to be more like Jesus, all right? I love you guys, have a great day. God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's message. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com.